Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Sickwix, Sickwix.com. They're the best soy-based candles you'll ever find on the internet. Go check them out at Sickwix.com as well as the collective experience. For an experience like you'll have no other Supercross, you need to check out the CollectiveXP.com. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, on the Big MX Radio podcast with us on the line for the second time. Uh, he's a repeat offender. He's always a good interview. The guy's got tons of stories goes by the name of James Coy. James, how's it going? Good. Doing good. Things are good. Awesome, man. Great to chat with you once again. Our first podcast was an absolute smashing hit. I've got tons of emails, uh, requests for a second one. I think that's honestly why we're, we're on this call right now. And uh, some people had a, a lot of t- tons of positive things to say, which is always um, just a, this is just a feel-good thing. When, when I, I do a podcast with somebody that I, I want people to uh, to get some eyeballs on and we did exactly that so I encourage people to go back into the archives about maybe 20 episodes and uh, we went through basically uh, not only your your wrenching career but uh, motocross racing in your life uh, prior to uh, like basically to all throughout your, your involvement with it and it's a pretty extensive history at that yeah I've been around for a long time on uh you know growing up racing and then doing it on this side of the, you know, this side over here, uh, you know, on the pro side and the amateur side. So I've kind of been around for a while and totally enjoying it all the way. Absolutely. And like you said, you, you did, uh, on, on the mechanic side of things, you're one of the, uh, the top flight guys, uh, that were just, uh, like the, the, a bit of a gold standard, honestly, in the era that you, that you wrenched, uh, working with a lot of guys very closely over the years. Uh, I imagine, um, like who are some of the, the, uh, sta- stale, like the stable mates that you would have sp- spun wrenches with, uh, at Suzuki and, uh, the other teams you worked with? Uh, I was lucky uh, at the, in the time that I was a mechanic. I worked with uh, guys like John Mitchell, you know, Bundy, they called him. And uh, he was he was just a, a great guy to work with. Very, very focused, a lot of fun, but never let you fail. You know, I worked with, um, you know, Mike Gosler and Tony Berluti and Lee McCollum, you know, those guys at Suzuki. And, and, and it's when you work around those guys and it's, they kind of elevate you. They, they help you along and, and I, I was fortunate to to be where I was for sure. For sure, and, and like those guys, I'm sure they fed off of you a little bit. There's tricks of the trade that you uh, obviously had that you brought to the table, and uh, guys like uh, Berluti, who just be like uh, perfectionists. I'm sure you you pulled some stuff of that off of them as well. Oh, absolutely. I it just uh, it was like it was just a great environment and it was fun. It was the whole thing was fun and, and, and having it fun like that, you were, you were always interested in trying to be a little bit better each time you did something. And, and like I said, those guys were just amazing to be around. And, uh, and, uh, for sure that that's what helped me along the most is the people I was around. For sure. I, I, th- I think that you're, you're a product of, uh, of a professional environment and that's what you continue to carry with yourself today as you hold a p- uh, coveted position over at uh, Pro Circuit, a place where uh, a lot of place people would say that they would love to, uh, to wrench and work and, at any capacity. Um, what, what is it the, the position you currently hold down over at uh, Pro Circuit? At Pro Circuit right now, I, um, I contribute a lot to the amateur program more than anything else. I kind of I'm kind of a 
you know, uh, I guess you'd say like a track ambassador. I spent a lot of time working with our amateur riders that we see a lot, like Jet Reynolds, Ryder DeFrancisco, uh, Jeremy Fapani, guys like that. And then also the new guys coming in that, you know, that are reaching out for sponsorship. You know, we try to get those guys going and get them on a program. And, and, and my job really is, is, is to kind of help and not really oversee that, but work with the other people in the office to, to help make that run efficiently. And, and they help me to be more efficient. And then, um, and then it's just maintaining the relationships and maintaining, uh, you know, the, the, be seeing these guys all the time and making sure they have everything they need. And sometimes that'll be, you know, a pipe here or some parts there, or basically maybe it's just some advice or, you know, sitting down and talking to them about the race they just had, you know, so a lot of that more than anything else. Fair enough. So a, a bit of a Swiss army knife when it comes to the amateur side for you. And of course you also get to work with uh, guys like uh, riders like Ryder Francisco, who uh, are piloting some of the most on the edge. Like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a sucker for two strokes. You know this. But when I yeah. see a pro circuit fully decked out team green super mini, like those things are about as exotic as some of the, uh, the factory 125s that you worked with uh, Brandon Jessamine on. Like those things are so on the edge. And when you hear them live, Last year at Anaheim 2, I got I got to hang out for the uh, the amateur day. Like those things, like they bark like something else. They don't sound like my 85s that I grew up racing there, uh, James. <laughs> no, they're uh, they're really really good bikes, and and uh, they they push them so hard that you know a lot of that is the way they ride them. You know, we I believe obviously we have a really good setup for the Ka- the Kawasaki KX85 and the KX100 and uh. You know, when those guys ride them, they, they've gotten so good at riding and so good at knowing what they want. You know, the jetting is always spot on. Um, they, they both have great mechanics, you know, jet and rider do. And, and their bikes just are always taken care of perfectly. So when they do ride them, they make them sound amazing. And one of the coolest things now is is watching jet and rider actually go at it. They're friends. They've both, you know, they've been around each other for years. And when they get going at it, it it's one of the you know, the, some of the most satisfying racing or the most exciting racing you could see, you know, two young kids like that just going that fast. So it, it's definitely exciting, the bikes and, and the way they ride them. For sure. And, and, and by all means, uh, Pro Circuit makes uh, uh, exhaust and, and, uh, and parts for all uh, manufacturers, not just the Pro Circuit side of things. So how, like, or not just the, the Kawasaki side of things. Um, like when it comes to other OEMs or other riders that ride other uh, manufacturers coming and, uh, and, and looking for support, how is that handled um, as far as, like, are, do you think that people are a little bit more sheepish to look for uh, pro circuit support when they're riding a KTM or, or say, a Yamaha or something like that? Yeah, I think for sure they are. They don't understand that we do, we kind of do everything. And, yeah. um, and that's one of the things that we've been working on lately. That's why we have uh, Jeremy Fapani riding the uh, number two KTM 85s this year. He's a... Uh, He's been somebody that we've been helping for for quite a while now, and he's uh, he's just ripping. And and Mitch, um, not just the KTM's, but also the Yamahas. Mitch Mitch made a point to really put a lot of effort into both those brands this year to show the manufacturers and show everybody that he can still build a great motor and and try to get the word out. You know, with the kids riding them. You know, we got Landon Gordon riding the uh, uh, KT- I'm sorry, the Husky 65, and he he won a moto at Loretta's. We have Jeremy on the KTM's. We have Revan Gordon on the Suzuki's, and that's all. You know, a lot of that is Mitch, and and uh, it's just showing everybody that we don't do just Cowies. We do everything, and 
and for sure it's uh it's competitive if not the best out there for sure and i uh like i i would maybe like uh know this for a fact but i i think that maybe uh mitch might have a a special place in his heart for the uh the the husqvarna brand a brand that uh he basically got his start with yep he sure does he's uh he you know we we've heard a lot of stories you know especially when husky got back into it and his kids have Huskies right now, and it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a special place in his part with the Huskies. So he he uh, he definitely put a big effort into those as well. So uh, I ask you this: What uh, sort of role did Pro Circuit play in your career and your life on two wheels prior to being uh, uh, an employee there? And uh, did you covet a position uh, there just as much as a lot of other people do? Because like uh, I talked to like this time last year, I had uh, Kyle. Uh, Defoe on the on the phone. Obviously, you probably know Kyle because he's one of the yeah, sure things down there. He, he's actually from he lived or he, he was born and raised maybe two and a half hours or not even about two hours south of where I'm from. He's from Pemina, North Dakota, the smallest uh, little town in in North Dakota. That's uh, where most <laughs> people just get uh, uh, packages. Honestly, it, be, most people know about Pemina, North Dakota because they have packages shipped to the border and you just go pick them up in Pemina. Um, but that's there where he's go. from. And uh, we, I spent a lot of time racing with him growing up, but uh, we chatted a lot about the fact that, like Pro Circuit, in a lot of ways, it's like the Mercedes Benz. It's the it's the it's the BMW of uh, of of places you want to work as far as uh, Southern California motocross goes. A lot of people circle it as like sort of their wish list of where they want to work. Was that the same for you as far as like growing up with the brand and working around it as a as a mechanic and then eventually uh, applying to work there and, uh, and take the position you have now? Yeah, for me, it was, uh, you know, for me, I grew up in upstate New York and pro circuit was so far away, you know, being a California company back in the, you know, the late eighties and early nineties, it was, it was something you always dreamed about, you know, you'd, you'd read cycle news or you'd wait for the magazines to come out and, and you'd always read about it. So for me, pro circuit was absolutely that, like, it was always something that I, you know, I, dreamt about being part of or I thought would be really cool and then when I got the chance to move out to California and and be part of the industry it took a little bit but I was I finally got a job there and and I've never I've never left really like I've left and I've gone to other teams and I've done other things in the industry but pro circuit has always been a home for me and that's why even at this point I choose to stay there but I love Mitch as you know I, I know a lot of people think he's real difficult or real hard to work for you know but the Peyton family Jimmy Mitch Miss Norma his mom you know they they they've just they're awesome I love them I love everything about pro circuit I love being in the building with Dan you know the warehouse guy you know and and just the office there and it to me it's home and I don't really want to be anywhere else so that's why I choose to spend my time down there and and anybody who did have a chance to work there for sure I think that they would enjoy it and and it would be exactly what they thought it would be for sure. So then my next question, is it all it's cracked up to be? Is it that uh, job that you were uh, were hoping it would be? Because I think uh, like from the people I talk to, it's also a resounding yes. And uh, although uh, Mitch Payton does like have these expectations, like any boss does, uh, he's also uh, a pretty fun and fair guy to work with as long as you're getting your, uh, your, your work done and your, your I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Yeah, it's uh, you, you have to remember it's a motocross industry job. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna live the life of some millionaire executive, but you're True. you're in the motocross industry. You're you're part of what most everybody believes. You know, especially when you're in that building, is something great. You know, that gives you the you know the 
you know, you want to go to work every day because you, you feel like you're part of some great, especially when I worked on the race team there, like the confidence, you know, the just being part of, you know, for me, it was the split fire Kawasaki team back then. And, and, and even now the guys who work in the race shop there, that's part of something great that, and you, and you go to work every day and you know, you're, you're doing something great because Mitch demands it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's always been exactly what I, what I thought it would be. And a lot of times it was even more than that because I felt like what I learned and, and what I was taught there helped me more in the industry to, to have leverage to move around and, and, and be free to take, take the jobs or look into things that I wanted to do. For sure, of which you uh, held down a ton of great positions uh, over the years, including uh, like not even that long ago, uh, bolting up and uh, I'll mention a competitor's exhaust system onto a uh, <laughs> onto uh, uh, one of uh, Travis Pastrana's um, motocross bikes. Like that's a pretty good feather in the cap to be one of the last guys. You say like there's a good likeliness that you're the last race mechanic that Travis Pastrana will ever have in his career, I feel like uh, that, that might be one that you can hold over Lee McCullum for the rest of his life, and uh, that might not sit well with, uh, with Leroy. Yeah, Lee, I don't, I don't, I'd never bring it up around Lee, but I, I love <laughs> Lee, and, and he'll always be the guy. You know, he, he'll always, no matter what I, what I could do for Travis, yeah. Lee was the guy that brought him to championships and, and you know, made him his best. But I, I've had great memories great times with Travis, you know, I did work for him for Supercross in 05, helped build a lot of stuff for him since then, you know, over the years, you know, behind the scenes, I, I help him out every chance I can. And then doing designations with him this year was awesome. You know, we did bolt up an FMF pipe on that thing. You know, that just shows Travis. He's so incredibly loyal. They wanted pro circuit to do the motors, but FMF had backed him, you know, with his freestyle career and he right. they backed him and some of the other stuff. And, and you have to have respect for for Donnie, big Donnie, you know, little D and Danny over there. So it was a little different bolting it on, but you know, it was a pro circuit, you know, a works pro circuit motor in that thing. And, and it had an FMF pipe. So it was kind of cool. And it was great seeing Travis and the reception he had from the crowd. There was just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, I was so glad to be part of that. You know, at first I thought, man, I, I really don't have time for this, but it's Travis. So I'm going to do it. And then, you know, we got there and it rained and it was so much work. It was just nonstop work for like three days, but it was so worth it. Just again, just another great memory. I was so fortunate to have. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors. We'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners. Let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you got to check them out. They're motocross, dedicated, and uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. they got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It, it, pops and crackles just like a real fire and uh, it's going to make your garage smell better it's going to make your living room smell better and if you take them into the bedroom don't tell me about it but enjoy it you're going to love these candles and you can find them at sickwicks.com head there right now enjoy them and you're going to love them absolutely check them out only recently have the health benefits of cbd products been acknowledged by the masses cbd 
is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go put our middle fingers off with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I do it my way, and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her, and I've got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of the people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Oh
Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just an ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This fast house crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice sessions, talking about the racetrack, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience. Check it out, Google. The collective experience, first thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience. A proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey, guys. This is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcast. Love being on the show and talk to you soon. No doubt. And, and maybe that was like the perfect scenario for you to kind of get back into the wrenching game to have a weekend where it didn't like stir up all those emotions like, oh, maybe I want to get back into this. Like you, you basically went into the most difficult circumstances possible just to maybe stamp out any of those uh, um the thoughts you may have had of, of uh, dusting off the T-handles and getting back into it. You'll, you'll leave that to uh, the current uh, crop of guys like uh, Brandon Zimmerman, who, for my money, um, in the, at, least for, for, at least in the 250 class, I don't know anyone who's more particular and more professional about how he carries out uh, his wrenching. That's one of the, uh, probably one of the hidden gems over there at Pro Circuit. Yeah, those those guys are awesome, and and yeah, they can have it. Uh, the the whole Travis thing was great, you know, but it just it wore me out. I, I just realized I don't have the stamina for that anymore. But the the young guys coming up are, you know, they're awesome, and and it's so cool to see them work and the way they do things. And and again, that they have such great personalities. I'll, every once in a while, I go into the race shop to ask a question or just to say hi, and the guys in there are just awesome. So. Again, those guys deserve to be there, and, and they can have it at the same time. <laughs> For sure. Um, like, how often do you get into the into the shop? I understand your position is something that, you, for the most part, you can do uh, from the comfort of your own home. How often are you in the office? Uh, and, and like, so, what are some of the ins and outs, or what what a normal week looks like for James Quay? Well, at this point, it's kind of limited. I don't go. I don't go there a lot. We hired a great guy to do the office work. Um, with me, uh, his name's Mike Shackoff. He, he's he's from New Jersey. Moved out here. He's doing a, a phenomenal job, in my opinion. He's he's straight on board with everything. You know the vision we have and the way we're trying to do things, and uh, he's a perfect fit. So for me, I don't really need to go in. Um, he answers a lot of the emails. He takes the phone calls, and then the people that I deal with the most 
uh, they, they have my direct line and then, you know, Mike and I together will take care of anything they need, you know, as far as getting products and stuff shipped out. So I don't go to pro circuit a lot, but I still spend a lot of time every day still helping and, and involved with what's going on over there. Well, fair enough. So like, um, there's in the sport of motocross, like everyone wants to get sponsored. Everyone wants to have, uh, not only the a long list of, of companies on their back fenders, but they also want to hopefully like have some sort of genuine connection to those, uh, companies that we, we, we love to, to work with. And, uh, like the, I'm, I'm sure there's probably more pro circuit logos on bikes that have that have, you have no idea, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like the, the connection. Um, but for those who, who do like send a, a resume or how, like, how do you go about getting, like, what, what would be the best way to go, go about, uh, approaching pro circuit and, uh, and, and honestly, what, what is, uh, what's pro circuit looking for as far as, uh, as exposure? Um, and I'm sure like, I, I think I don't know who I talked to this about, but like there, I'm sure there's some horror stories of people who are like, they come to you with the, the least prepared proposal that you've ever seen. And there's also some kids that, uh, that, that knock it out of the park for you. And, uh, it, it's tough to say no. Well, it- it's uh it's kind of that's the kind of difficult part it's because it because everybody's racing is very personal to them and they want they want to feel like they have the best of what they can get and and it's hard for us because we pro circuit you know our motto is we race so our biggest thing is finding people who race like we want we want to help people who are trying to race we don't it's not to say we don't want people to use our product or we don't want to help people who don't race, you know, of course you want, you know, people to, if they're going to do anything, we want them to choose our product, but we, Mitch is a racer at heart. He, you know, the whole, the whole company's built on racing. So we look for the kids that are going to the races, you know, if you're going to local rider and you're racing local races, then that, that's great. You know, we, in your local area, you know, in your local state or your local district, that's great. As long as you're racing, we have a, we have a program to help you out. You know, a lot of our stuff is discount based. Um, you know, the whole industry as a whole is getting away from, uh, no charge or free stuff. It's just, it's just getting too hard to do that at this point, but we have a lot of discount levels to help, uh, to help whether it's a local rider or the riders doing, you know, the supercross races on amateur day, or they're doing the nationals, the amateur nationals. We, we want to help everybody. Unfortunately, it, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's hard to help everybody unless we know you need help. So everybody needs to send in a resume and and we've done a real good job this year in the past. I've let people down by not getting back to them. And I sincerely apologize because I'm sure there might be somebody listening to this going, man, that guy didn't even get back to me. And and I am so sorry for that, but that's why we have Mike in the office helping now. And I feel like this year we did a good job of that. And we have a pretty, a pretty decent size amateur program and we're helping what I believe is a good amount of people to go racing. So that's why we're here. Oh, for sure. I, I'm sure you guys are approached uh, as much, if not more, than than any other brand. Um, like you said, like I said, as a place to to work and as as a, an exhaust system and some and the and an engine engine uh, uh, engine components, engine work. Um, you guys are are highly coveted amongst the industry. I'm sure you guys get inundated with uh, with requests and and resumes. Um, so. Like say, like I'm a local B rider here in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, mid pack guy. Um, I race ten times a year, but just locally. What is it that 
like if say if I was to send in a, in a resume, what is it that I could send in as a resume that you're particularly looking for uh, that might put me over the edge to uh, to get some sort of a discount? Like maybe let's let's let, let's role play on that a little bit. Well, it would be exactly what you just said. It, it's going to be you know I race ten times a year. I I'm a mid pack guy. I you know I I've done this. You know I my goals next year or to do these races, maybe step out a little bit or just the biggest thing is just being honest. And then, and that makes it easy. It's, it's, it's sometimes you, you'll get a resume that's a little bit embellished and, and it'll be, you'll have results from a race that we were at personally, mm-hmm. or it'll, or it'll, it just, it's just, it's just better when everybody's just honest. And then it helps us to help them because if you give us the impression you're doing something that maybe you're not going to get around to do, then it then it adds expectations on our part. So we're following up and we're calling you. Hey, are you going to be ready for this weekend? Do you need anything? You know, or hey, can we get you this? Or hey, we just came out with something new. And it's kind of it's putting an added pressure on there that that doesn't really work well with every, for everybody. So the biggest thing I think to 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 get a sponsorship with us is just to send an honest resume in and and say like I race ten times a year or I do this. You know, I choose to do these races and. And, uh, and that's what, and that's really what it would take. It's, it's not about, um, you know, have, having won everything or having, you know, traveled the world. It's just about what your goals are, what your plans are for the coming year, what you've done last couple of years. And that, and that helps us to give you a solid support deal that we're comfortable with and you're comfortable with. Fair enough. So what if I also included on this resume that uh, I, I have multiple social media net, uh, platforms of which I make over 4 million interactions every single calendar year? <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's kind of a, a new dynamic in the, in the industry. <laughs> we, we, uh, obviously, if you've got 4 million followers, you know, we're going to try to help you out. Um, mm-hmm. or for, that, that's how many interactions again, I make, not followers. I've got 40,000 followers, but I make four, 4 million interactions in one calendar year. Not bad. That's that. No, that's not at all. We're we're still looking for the racer. You know, we ah, we um, that's my issue. we we want we want to help the racer. We we do have people who, um, you know, we have people who send in resumes that are that are recording artists. We get resumes from other athletes and other professional sports, and and obviously you get all excited, man. Oh, I know who that guy is. I want to help him, but. But really, we just we try to help the guy racing because we race, and that's and that's why we're here. Fair enough. I, like, uh, believe it or not, at one point, uh, Devin Hester, yes, this, that same Devin Hester that holds records in the NFL for uh, t- uh, kick returns, would have maybe sent you guys a uh, a resume, or maybe his PR director would have sent you guys a resume, and the fact that he actually rides rides dirt bikes as well. Yeah, well, I, I, a lot of those guys in the NFL, we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to, you know, a lot of the NFL guys are fans of the sport, and we've been lucky enough to have, um, you know, some of them at the race shop, and they come hang out, and, and a lot of those guys, their contract, their NFL contract says they are not allowed to ride a motorcycle, so <laughs> we know they're not going to go racing on their off weekends. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so working with uh, amateur super amateur athletes uh, this year um, seems like uh, amateur racing has gotten a little bit of a, a kick in the butt a little bit in the fact that uh, been really thrust into the, the limelight 
with this new Supercross Futures. And, and this is sort of why, uh, one of the reasons it's kind of timely that I wanted to have you on this particular week is we've done two of those now. What do you feel is the impact of that program? Uh, do you th- like, who do you think it benefits most? And in the long run, if this is to continue, uh, how much uh, ahead will some of these racers be that are, are racing it on, say, a KX65 or, or uh, uh, what, like one of like kids that are getting in there uh, on 50s? Uh, the whole futures thing, I'm still trying to figure it out um, exactly how I feel about it. Uh, for sure, it's here to stay. I don't see it going away. They get, you know, the first two rounds this year, they, they got a ton of signups. They, um, it, uh, it's definitely, I think it, I think if it's done the right way, meaning if the, if the rider and the family approaches it in the right way, it's an absolute benefit. It's the people who are showing up and they're not really realizing what they're getting into that I'm a little nervous for. Um, it, it, it's, 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 we're, we're turning into a supercross oriented um, sport. It's, it's definitely going in the direction of supercross at every level. Um, and I think it's good that the kids get to see that. However, the part that makes me nervous and, uh, and I was talking to Nathan Ramsey at the race on Sunday, you know, at Anaheim race on Sunday. And, uh, and he's kind of, he kind of, I think feels the same way that, that there almost, and this was his words, there almost needs to be a disclosure. Like you have to understand you're here riding a super cross track. This is not what you're used to. If you have no experience on this, you have to be careful. You have to understand that your suspension is probably way too soft for this. And uh, even with the track toned down, you know, when they tone a super cross tra- track down, it actually increases the speeds and then higher speeds in the face of those jumps, even though they're toned down a bit, it, it, it can go bad. And we saw little Deegan, who's just one of the most amazing riders coming up. Uh, it got away from him. And I know for a fact, he probably has a super cross track and, and, um, you know, freestyle oh, ramps one. in his backyard yeah. and, and he went down. So it's, it's definitely the sort of thing where you need to, you need to understand what you're getting into. If, if you're out there, you don't have that much experience and the rhythm section is scary to you take it slow, roll the jumps until you feel comfortable, maybe trying to get over one at a time or whatever. And if the whole night goes by and you didn't really double anything, as long as you're getting out of there safe and you're healthy, that's the biggest thing. And then you can grow on that. You can build on that. But we've seen so many kids at the first two rounds just come out and practice. And, and I, and I mean, experienced kids like top 10 national amateur national kids just toss it away and end up with a broken wrist or a broken shoulder. And, and you definitely don't want to approach it like that. You don't have to go there to win. Go there to, to get a feel for what Supercross is and, and make a plan to come back and do better next time. But for sure, um, if you're just going there and you're going to go out there and jump everything on the first lap, it is not going to go good for you. No, yeah. I, actually, I really liked uh, how simplified they had things for the uh, just amateur day uh, last year for – uh, Anaheim too. I didn't see too many wrecks at all. Like maybe it was a little, uh, a little too easy because I think that some of the kids on Cobra Fifties were jumping one of the bigger doubles on the track. Um, but do you think like like what, where's the happy medium there? Like what like because because like yeah, there's some pretty serious obstacles out there, and you got some guys like they could have me out there uh, riding it, and, and like um, I'm on a, a antiquated 252 stroke with a. Uh, uh, WP four four CS fork uh, on it, so uh, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like uh, it's uh, it's something that um, like I, I'd have to kind of proceed with caution. I don't know if everybody does. Well, that that's exactly it. it. It's you. It's it's 
it, it is, it's basically some that's just going to, it's going to be around and eventually everybody's just going to get used to it. Everything new, there's a, there's a transition period. And I, I don't know if that's exactly the right term for it, but the, it, there's going to be a bit of a learning period here. Everybody going to these races, you know, eventually the information will funnel down and, and people will learn how to go there and, and attack that thing and, and do it safely. And that's the biggest thing is you just, you know, it, they're like some of the vet riders, like we watched Jeff Matasevich. I think he won his class. You know, my son got to watch him ride this weekend and we were there and it, it was kind of cool. And it definitely was not the Jeff, Jeff Matasevich that I remember watching when I was growing up, but he was, he was smart. He rode smart. He rode, you know, he rode the track totally in control. And, and yet there were people in that same moto way behind him that weren't, that weren't riding as smooth or as in my mind, as safe as he was and. And that's the thing. You just, you just want to know that it's a track. You're there to race the track. You're not going to, you know, you go there and you win the thing. It's not going to get you any more sponsorship. It's not, you're not going to bring home the big paycheck. Just go there, experience the track, experience, you know, the, the environment in the moment and then, and then learn from it and build on it. But, but, uh, for sure, you got to be careful. For sure. So, uh, is that it's safe to say that we're not seeing uh, James Coy lining up uh, alongside Jeff Matasevich anytime soon for a uh, a Supercross Futures event? No, I uh, I um, the only person I race anymore is my son. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you've got a son that races, or a son that rides. Uh, anyway, uh, what what at what level is he currently at? How old is he? And uh, like, how how do you go about teaching your son? to do uh scary scary things on a motocross bike well that's uh that's that's the uh that's the thing he's 11 years old he right he races a 65 and an 85 mostly we focus on the 65 and uh he's fortunate in in a lot of sense that he has access to he has access to ride a real supercross track Mm -hmm. um so i'm not really worried about him going and racing the future races right now however when we do, you know, he will have already ridden a supercross track quite a bit with supercross suspension. And that, and that's, that's, that almost kind of sounds like he's entitled, but he's not, he works hard. You know, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, um, you know, I'm, I'm a tough, I'm a tough sell. Like, like I want to, I want him to ride up to his potential every time and I want him to do well. However, you know, the mini dad and he kind of gets carried away sometimes. And then, and then the reality sets in, and I realized that he's 11 and he doesn't need to jump a supercross triple right now. And he doesn't need <laughs> to go out and win every race right now. He just needs to progress. And and he does his own little workouts. You know, I'm not really into having him do a workout program at that age, but he has things that he does to, to show that he's dedicated and, and he, you know, he rides his road bike and he has a spinner and he does those things and we practice quite a bit. And, and as long as he's, he's progressing, then I'm happy with it. Um, maybe not every race I'm not happy, but you know, again, that's the mini dad that takes over, but for sure, I'm not worried about him going out and winning a futures race at 11 years old. I, I want him to learn how to ride so that when he does those races, he'll, he'll be safe. You know, I, I just want him to be safe is the biggest thing at this point. 
Definitely, and and also some some fun in there as well. You got to love right race, racing motorcycles is easy to fall in love with. Uh, that's for damn sure. Um, when it comes to like uh, like teaching skills and and how often you're at the practice track, um, like what's the most important thing when going to a practice track for you to get the most out of uh, the time spent at the ra- at the track? Because obviously, uh, it's not um, it's not a cheap outing. It's not a uh, like it's time time conducive as well as uh, I have a feeling that uh, these might be some pretty uh, um, pretty advanced uh, 65 and uh, and 85 the young man might have underneath them so uh, yeah like there's there's uh, high performance components uh, being put put time on as well so uh, how do you approach that yeah well honestly his bikes are really probably a lot more stock than most people just because I'm I don't know why. I just, I don't feel like he needs to have it all right now, but they are, you know, he has suspension work. Um, I honestly, the, the lesson I learned the hard way was if he doesn't ask to ride, I don't take him riding. So for a while there, I was all gung ho when he was on the 50, I was all excited. He was, you know, he was starting to do good and better and better. And I'd pick him up every day from school and I'd have the bike ready to go. And, and I learned it was a, it was a lesson I learned that, if he doesn't want to go, you don't go riding. It it just turns out bad. You're, you know, it, it just makes you be the dad you definitely do not want to be. And, and so now when I pick him up, he's in fifth grade, I'll pick him up after school. And if he asks to go riding, which he does at most days at this point, you know, we'll go riding. We, you know, I, I live here in Southern California. There's a lot of great tracks, uh, you know, by us. we got Glen Helen, not too far, Paul, you know, Fox Raceway, in my mind, are the two best. Milestone's been really good lately. And, you know, they're all really close and we can ride pretty much every day, but the days he asks to ride, we go, we have a good time. And, and I learned not to force it. And and so with him, that's the biggest thing, you know, and and when you don't force it, when he wants to be there, it's, it's automatically, it's safer. You know, he gets the most out of it. He's motivated to do good. So we do a lot of, uh, we always warm up with a 20 minute warm up, and then we do, um, maybe another 20 minute moto, you know, we just try to have real consistent lap times. And then he picks a section that he wants to work on and we usually work the section and then call it a night. So that's our program. You know, it's uh it's real simple, but the biggest thing is it's just him wanting to be there. And some days he wants to be a little boy and he wants to play with his friends and, and not go to the track. And a lot of the days he does. So that's how we're going to, we're doing it. Everything in moderation and moderation in moderation. Great to see that you're sharing your love for two wheels with uh, with your son. My dad uh, was was uh, nice enough to do that with me. And now we're uh, 670 podcasts and uh, 20 years of racing into this thing, and I'm still loving it. Uh, I think that uh, if you teach your kids how to love motorcycles, I very much doubt they'll have time or money for anything else, uh, which can be a blessing and a curse at times. Um, but um, so I ask you, uh, that being said, I ask you this, uh, James, with respect to your position at uh, Pro Circuit, where do you feel like uh, you, you plan to take this position? Uh, what is it that you love most about that job? Uh, I just I just love being part of it. I don't, you know, I... Uh, I don't, I don't really have any plans to change it. You know, I, I come and go, I'm able to do my own thing during the day, you know, the times that I need to, but I, I love the people that I interact with, the, the kids coming up that I deal with. Like I, you know, I brought up Jeremy Fapani and just absolutely amazing family. 
Um, even their, their mechanic is, you know, you consider them part of the family. Mike, he's just a great guy. You got the Reynolds who I just think are some of the most unbelievable people, the D Francisco's and, and the list is just long. The Gordons, we've become friends with the Gordons, you know, they're a racing family, just amazing people. So for me, it's almost natural, um, to do that, you know, like everybody, I, everybody I deal with, or I, I talk to throughout the day is, is probably somehow a pro circuit, you know, I, I met them through Pro Circuit, like the Varolas and whatnot, but I, I just I just talk to them every day anyway. So it's natural and, and I don't really see it changing for me. I like it. I like the relationship I have with Mitch and, and Pro Circuit and everybody there and, and I like what I do. So I, I don't see it changing much in that sense. Well, there you go. And uh, glad to see you, you're loving where you're at. Um, we've got a, a few more uh, amateur races uh down the down the way um what's it like working with uh I've, i'm so bad with last names but the travis is one of the the newest uh, he's sort of taken over uh like sort of the the crew chief so to speak with with uh, team green what's it like working with him i love those guys they're they're just uh they they've been always awesome the whole team green you know every everybody they have all their regional mechanics everybody over there is just awesome so that's uh that's been that's always been a great relationship Awesome. Well, uh, James, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm glad we were able to, uh, to chat again this evening. And, and for those who uh, don't already know how to get in contact with Pro Circuit, to send one of those detailed resumes, uh, how do they go ahead and, uh, and do that? Well, we, uh, they can send a resume. Right now, the, the um, window for resumes is closed. We, uh, we accept resumes from September 1st to November 31st. Okay. Um, that's a pretty much a three month window. Um, pretty much after Loretta Lynn's, we start, we start gearing up for the next season and, and, uh, you know, so they can, they can email. There's a, on the pro circuit website, we have, there's a link uh, during that time frame in that window that they can click on and they can fill out a resume and then it's submitted and we'll get back to them and then they can always call and follow up. Um, so that, that's how you go about doing that. And then, um, you know, obviously the biggest thing is we, we attend a lot of races and, and especially here in Southern California. And then of course the amateur nationals. Uh, so you just come up and introduce yourself throughout the year and, and, and start a relationship that way and, and build on it. Well, there you go, my friend, uh, James Coy on the big MX radio podcast brought to you by Sickwix as well as the collective experience. James, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. We'll, we'll definitely chat again, my friend, but, uh, uh, this has been fun as, as it always is. Yeah, I, I totally enjoy the conversations we have, and I look forward to doing it again sometime. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sickwix candles, soy candles, and wax melts for moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com.